You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the British Baseball Podcast. I'm very excited to have fresh off the back of their Sundayberg Adventures the GB under-18s skipper, Jonathan J. Rodriguez. I'm also joined by Captain Max Manoff, who's also the Lancashire Legends player, and Tucker Stockman, who's playing over in Athens, Alabama. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing great. Doing good. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Yeah, very good. Cheers. Thank you very much for joining us. I know it's uh, you've probably only just got back from your, your travels. I know some of us are off on uh, jollies again quite soon so no rest for the wicked so um let's start by getting to know a few of it. max is no stranger to the show from the roundups in season two so uh max you want to tell us a bit about yourself i'm max uh you know i've been playing baseball in the uk for a long time i think coming up on probably 10 11 years now you know i've been around know a lot of people played a lot of different places but um yeah just doing a lot of stuff with gb over the last few years with the legends with j-rod the other guys the last two three years that's me played a lot in gb played a lot in the uk yeah so i'm tucker kind of like max said i've played baseball my whole life but instead of in the uk it's always been in the states and mainly in the southeast always lived in athens alabama grown up there my dad he played for team great britain's senior national team in 01, 03, and 05. And that's kind of, he was born in England. And so that's how I was able to get connected. Always been a catcher, corner guy, and excited to keep being able to play for Team GB. And uh, J-Rod? Lucky enough to have the best seat in the house, or to have had the best seat in the house to watch these guys play in Sweden last week. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I can say from watching the games live on YouTube, there's quite a following, and the, the chat in there was so active, and it was so fantastic listening to the the support there from the GB faithful from the stands and from from all the people on the the benches as well. You're definitely the loudest throughout the, the whole tournament. It was a uh, fantastic. It was such a joy to watch. Why don't you tell us a little bit then about the uh, the prep for the, the tournament? I got connected with Coach Rodriguez, my dad. Ended up getting connected with him. I'm really not sure how he could tell you more, but it was two or three years ago. It's been a while. And back then, we just got connected, figured out everything, figured out that I would be able to play for Team GB like we thought I would. And then once that happened, we knew that there was a tournament in Sweden coming up in the summer of 2021. So we were just getting prepared for that. We had some Zoom calls, and we would all – all the players would get on there or the guys hoping to be on the team. We would get on the Zoom calls, talk about stuff, talk about baseball, talk about life a little bit, and just get to know each other and get to know the coaches and then also get better learning over Zoom because we couldn't really get together at that point in time especially since I was overseas, but even the guys in the UK, because of COVID and everything, we couldn't get together. And so that was a lot of the preparations that we did. And so, but then we figured out that that tournament got canceled. And so that was a bummer, but we were able to just let it roll down our backs 
and move on. And it got planned for the next summer, um, July of 2022. And so we were looking forward to that. We kept doing the Zoom calls, kept preparing, kept working at our game. And everybody just kept getting their reps. And so back at home, we were – COVID wasn't – the rules weren't as strict over here. And so we were able to play the spring of 2021 and obviously the spring of 2022. And so I got to play high school ball and some summer ball. And so I was able to keep getting prepared. But then with the team, we were able to keep doing the Zoom calls and get on, keep getting to know each other better. But what sucked was it was all over Zoom. And so when we were finally able to get down to London – for the four practice days that we had, we got down there and it was awesome getting to meet all these guys and getting to just actually have a relationship with these guys, not over the internet. And then once we got to London, we went over to Farnham Park and we had some practices over there and just kept working out our game, getting prepared for the tournament. Yeah, definitely to add on to that, it's been a lot of like online stuff, a lot of Zoom. You know, guys like Tucker seen his face a lot, um, but never actually met him until you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it was a really, really cool experience um, just because instantly I found that kind of the whole team just really felt bonded. Everyone kind of was friends, knew each other just because of how long it's been working on this together. But also, even before that, a lot of the guys um, who were living over here from around the country from you know, Wales up north, London, Brighton. We had training sessions, um, some at Farnham. We had, we went up to Burnley, um, up CJ Road up north. Yeah, yeah. Training done up there. Um, had some other stuff going on around. So we did, we got a bit of training done. Um, I'm sure you know, everyone would love to be able to get a bit more done. But we definitely, you know, we did manage to get together quite a few times, get some work done, um, which was really cool. Um, especially seeing as last year's tournament, which as Tucker said, was cancelled. Pretty much all of that was just online coming up to just a few weeks before the tournament. So this year, I think everyone was really happy to be able to get out together. Um, obviously missing a few overseas guys, but yeah. get out, get practice in, get to know each other even better. And I think really helped us out when we got out to Sweden. Excellent. Uh, Jared, what was the preparation like? between the cancelled tournament and this most recent tournament, were there any differences or is it still the same game plan? Yeah, to be honest, and it goes to show how resilient our team is and the resilience of, of our players and the families, we didn't stop. Uh, the We got, I think we were told it was in, I can't even remember, I blocked it from my mind, Matt. I really don't remember exactly when, but it was in the middle of the summer. They told us that there wasn't going to be a tournament we might have taken three weeks away from like GB specific things, maybe three, three, four weeks. And then we were right back at it with our talent ID where we invited everybody in the country to come out and just um, so we can get them into the winter development training system. And then from the winter development, um, we went into our extended roster training and then our extended roster training. Like we went to hearts. That's when we went to Burnley. We, we did a lot of teaching in the UK um, youth teaching. So we kind of, um, did a lot of different things in a lot of different areas to develop not only their skill, but their character and, you know, fair play to the guys, whether it's Tucker in Athens, Alabama or Max Manoff in London, 
they stayed engaged throughout the whole process from, I mean, when did we actually start? Sometime in 2020, summer 2020 was when it all started. So that that canceled tournament last year was just a bump in the road, but they just kept it going. They just kept getting better. So you finally got yourselves to Sweden. Uh, how did you sort of set the tone and the vibe uh, in the camp? One thing, I got to give some huge props to Coach Rodriguez because over the Zooms, all the whole time coming in, one of the main things was a little acronym, G-Y-M-R. And that was that kind of set the tone, and that's what we lived by in Sweden and even in London preparing for the tournament once we finally got there. And it stands for Get Your Mitochondria Right. And so, and basically what that would, what that meant was we just eat right, rest hard and do everything you can to keep yourself at the top of your game mentally and physically to where you could play with your talents that you have and play at the best of your abilities. Cause obviously the coaches kept telling us this and they did another great job of this. They were very positive and built us up a lot. And they told us that we were on the team for a reason. We were picked to be on the team for a reason. And so that meant that we all had the talents to play and succeed, but we just had to keep our mitochondria right in order to make it through the tournament and win it like we did. And so just that acronym right there was one of the huge things that really set the tone and just kept everybody from goofing around a lot. Cause I mean, we're all teenage boys. We'll goof around a little bit, but we didn't goof around too much. And so that's what really helped us. And that set the tone. I mean, in terms of like the vibes, the kind of team, the atmosphere, the energy we had, I think I don't can't really kind of explain how, but it all just sort of clicked as soon as we got there first day. Um, I mean, I don't know. How you felt Tucker kind of coming in um, from overseas, but I was expecting to kind of have a little period of getting to know guys, kind of seeing what fit where. I think just immediately everyone sort of got on really well. And um, there was this just real sense of like everyone is here together. We're all playing on the same team, same goal. And uh, people just clicked and the vibes were really good from just like the very first minute. And uh, to add on to that, like Tucker said, the coaching staff did a great job of keeping that kind of energy. Hi, um, Coach GC, the Mets, who the guys will know, um, came out the first day with some some fun for us. He had some GB-themed hats, some, uh, some you know, bucket hat, whatever going on that guys had to give to each other, whoever did the best kind of in training that day, whether it was their attitude, something they did in BP or whatever. And I think that was a big help in kind of, you know, bringing the team close together, keeping the energy good. But just all around, the whole sort of vibe was, you know, one of the best things I've experienced on a team. Just everyone really kind of coming together, really positive. And that carried on whole way through Sweden from pretty much the very first minute, I'd say. As soon as we got there, everybody clicked. It seemed like we were all working together to the one goal. And that's what ended up happening. We all worked together to achieve one goal. There wasn't one guy trying to do something for himself. And it was just... It was a great atmosphere, and yeah. Well, yeah, the, I mean, they hit it spot on. It was immediately we came in with the right energy and the right mindset, and from the very beginning, 
it was the message was to maintain that we're not doing anything more. We're not going to let anything slip. We're just going to maintain exactly what we came out here with because yeah, they're the best players. Um, they're the best players in the world, um, you know, with British heritage and uh, who are under 18 years old. So there's a reason why they're here. We don't need anything more from them. We don't need, we don't need to, for you to come out here become Superman, like you're already there. So let's just come out here and start maintaining the energy that, that we came out with and hats off to them to do that in the most, one of the most pressure packed moments of their, of their baseball careers, representing their country. You know, we were playing elimination games out there and, and we'd have to wait for two years and do all this over again for them to trust that message and buy into it and to go out there and do it so well. It's like, it was, it, it says a lot about these guys who are on the call right now and the other 18 um, who are on the roster and the five or six guys who um, were on the extended roster, but didn't quite make it. Um, it was, a, it was a long journey. You know, these guys have been playing NBL together, a lot of them for two, three years. Uh, the guys who are from outside of the UK have been showing up to these zoom calls for two years. You know, we're all kind of speaking the same language, like get your mitochondria, right kind of started out as a joke, like kind of funny, but like kind of serious too. Cause that's the yeah. battery of your cell and they bought into it, you know, like they could have easily said, Oh, J-Rod's crazy, but they bought into it and they made it their own. And that was from day one. So from that moment, it was like, Oh, these guys are locked in. Let's just keep it the same and see how far it takes us. Yeah. And they trusted that and, and they did it. It was amazing. Awesome. Amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah. Max, how do you think playing in the uh, NBL each week with the, the Legends program that J-Rod set up, how do you think that's helped you prepare for these these big GB tournaments? I think it's been a massive help. Um, I mean, it's the highest level you can play in this country. So being there uh, for myself, for a lot of the guys on the team, um, I don't know exactly how many guys play in the NBL, but um, I think it's pretty much most of them. Um, you know, you get to play against you know, the best players available, um, whether it's coming up against the Mets, you've got some senior national team guys there. You get to face or any of the other teams in the NBL. There's always players there that are going to, you know, test you, good competition. And so getting a chance to do that whilst also playing with, you know, the guys you're going to be out on a GB team with, um, you know, building, you know, that trust, those relationships, it's just, it's been a massive help. Um, and I've definitely felt, you know, since I started playing with the legends in the NBL, uh, not just kind of individual skill level, but just kind of understanding of the game, how to play on a team, hmm. uh, playing against better teams, high level competitions, just it's improved massively. And I think every yeah. guy on the team who's been involved in that will definitely tell you that. Um, and you can see really clearly just the amount of improvement that's been made. So I think, yeah, it's been a huge help. Excellent. Uh, what about you, Tucker? Like, how, how have you found playing European baseball compared to your high school level? What what are the standards like? It was honestly the standards and the the level was probably very similar. But one thing, playing high school ball this past year and the intensity level and the intensity and the pressure that it brought, I feel like it really did prepare me for this tournament. Now the the intensity level of that first game against Sweden, even though it didn't end up being a super close game, it felt like it was one nothing 
and they were up the whole game or it felt like it was tied the whole game and it was just it was one of the most intense games I've ever played in obviously the high school baseball that I've played and the baseball that I've played over the years has helped prepare but then getting there in that tournament and us as a team being so close already in a span of a week or not even then playing that game that was really intense and losing it when it didn't really matter. It just, that one game really prepared us to beat them in the championship game. And that was one thing that was awesome. I think that's a great, great segue to get into the games. The first game against Turkey, which GB ended up winning 15 nil. That first inning was, was something else because it was really aggressive start and you, you just didn't let up from, from the off. I mean, that's how you dream it. Matt, I don't know if that's how you think it. Like, if you're going through the X's and O's, it's, what did we score? Nine in the first? Eleven in the first? What was it? It was up yeah, there. Similar, yeah. I could eleven. eleven. Yeah, you're like you you say, oh man, yeah, I hope I could do that, but you don't like your logical mind doesn't think like that. So that that's just that inning was a that was the energy of two years waiting for this moment being together separately in the world, whether it's playing for Lancashire or London Legends or London Mets or, you know, LYBL or London Sports or playing anywhere in the world, you know, California, Canada, you know, it was all these guys who were separately together, actually coming together, actually on the field, singing the national anthem, everything we dreamed of and, and worked for, for the last two years actually happening. It was that energy where we just went for it and it manifested itself in 11 runs in the bottom of the inning and they, they found a way to bottle it up. So I didn't, I mean that the game plan was to score a lot of runs, like as it always is, but that was, yeah, that was one of those moments where I just sat back and watched and said, Whoa, (laughs) didn't see that one coming. Uh, Max, what are your memories of of that first game? You know, coming into it, we kind of spoke a lot as a team about who we're going to be facing. Obviously you're going to want to talk about, who are coming up against um, and Turkey. I got asked by a few of the uh, the guys from overseas, just as well, some of the domestic guys, um, like what to expect from Turkey. And, you know, we knew going into it that they were one of the lower ranked teams we we're going to face. Actually, after the game, we found out they're the lowest ranked team we could have faced anywhere in Europe. But the feeling was still, you know, this, like they're no joke. We still have to take this game as serious as any other. Um, you know, we played a practice game at Farnham against OYBL before we came out and we had a lot to work on. Um, you know, we played well as a team, but we couldn't find a way to string runs together. It was a big struggle for us. And so, you know, just going out there and everyone just clicking, finding a way to put the ball in play, hit it hard, hitting doubles, balls in the gap, taking walks, all that. It just felt like everything had really come together that we worked for. And, you know, the atmosphere after in the team was just, such a positive feeling just this kind of like everything that we've spent two years some of us longer um you know working to build has just really come together because regardless of who you play um at any level scoring 11 runs in the first is it's never a joke it's it's a difficult thing to do so for us that was just really incredible for me to see that kind of you know that kind of output it's just, yeah, awesome. One thing that was really big about that game is Turkey was ranked the worst, I, th- I think, last in the world. But 
it, that really doesn't matter. Growing up, one thing my dad has always told me, because he's always been one of my coaches, he's always said to the team before games, no matter how good or how bad the team is, he says, it doesn't matter who you're playing because you're playing against the game of baseball. Because baseball is a weird, amazing, hard, just everything about baseball. That's why we all love it. It's because you can go into a game as the worst-ranked team in the world playing the best-ranked team in the world, and the worst team still has a chance because you're playing the game of baseball. And so that was one thing. Like, we knew we couldn't just go into it thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to kill these guys. Let's just – we can just play and do whatever we want. No, we didn't play like that. We played, and it showed. That's why we scored 11 runs in the first. We came out. We knew we had to get the job done, and we knew we had to get it done quickly because as many runs as we could score and as many – or as low as we could hold them from scoring, that would help us in the long run in order to make it to the championship. And you're right. It could have, you know, a couple innings in a row. We don't score. Pressure starts mounting. The game of baseball is tough. And they kept their focus. And Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing Fantastic. to watch. How do you manage to stay focused then? When you build up such a big league, how do you how do you like not fall like rest on your laurels? One big reason why I felt like we knew we couldn't just lay down and just keep the score there or let them score any is because the fact of going into the tournament, we knew that it would be tough. And unless you win all four games, if you have the same record as another team in the pool, it goes down to run differential. And so basically if we scored 15 runs in that game and then another team beat Turkey 10, nothing, but we both had the same record, then it would have came down to us that extra five runs that we scored. And that's what would have gotten us in the championship. And so we knew that just in case we had to get ahead and get ahead quickly and save pitching as well, because we had five games in, five days yeah we had five games in five days and so we knew that the more pitching that we could save the better and getting up higher then you don't have to use one of your better arms or you don't have to use any arms because you get the run rule the run rule obviously that was big thing for us you know knowing you can mercy a team with however many runs um which is a big help in the tournament but you know another level we kind of was drilled into us all week, especially by Coach Cramman. The fact that you don't get many games out here. You know, you work really hard and you end up playing five games at a tournament if you're lucky. Because um, only two teams get to play five at the end. So every inning you do get to play, um, you know, everyone is wants to make the most they can of that. So if you're at the plate, it's putting together as good and at bat as you can. If you're in the field, it's making plays if you're on the mound, throwing strikes, getting guys out. Um, so we were lucky after putting up 11, we could you know, get some guys off the bench um, who have worked really hard to get out there, get in there and you know, get the reps they deserve. Um, and all those guys really you know, showed why they were there. They came out, scored more runs for us, ended up you know, getting to the mercy rule, made plays. You know, guys came in through strikes on the mound. Um, you know, Dan Moran, Josh Jones came in did a great job 
So for every guy though, when you only get to play a certain number of games in such a short amount of time, every single inning you get to play is it's really special. So I don't think anyone out there was going to go out and get complacent and kind of waste innings in any way. Um, so yeah, for us, the whole tournament, every game, every inning was you know just as big a deal as the last one. So that was the first game out of the way. What was the mood like after that first game then, J-Rod? Yeah, we were buzzing. We were, um, yeah, we were riding high. It was it was good to get that first one out of the way. And we knew we had a big one coming up the next day. So um, we enjoyed it. I let them enjoy it for a little bit. A lot of us, it was our first U18s. Most of us, it was our first experience with the U18s. So, you know, we enjoyed it. Um, but we knew we had to get back to work quick because we had Sweden the next night. I guess just going back to Turkey and Max and Tucker can talk about it more because they actually had the interactions, but um, we, our team, our team just rent, they represented the country uh, uh, both on and off the field. Just, uh, uh, it was unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, you saw the results on the field, off the field, um, even though Turkey was the worst ranked team in, in Europe and in the world. And it was their first tournament. Um, our guys, it kind of gets me emotional thinking about it, but they kind of like took the Turkish team under their wings and befriended them. And, um, after the, after our game on Tuesday, I think it was, or Wednesday when we played Turkey, they went out and played pool, um, with, with Turkey at like a game at a gaming place in the mall that we were staying next to. Um, Turkey ended up getting their first win in their program's history in Turkish baseball history later on that week against Poland. And some of our guys um, went to the lobby and congratulated them. A lot of our guys went down to the lobby and congratulated them as they were walking in. Um, and then when we ended up winning the tournament, the entire Turkish team came and waited for us in the lobby and congratulated us, um, which, you know, it's moments like that where, you know, it's, it's the magic. It's the magic of the tournament and being in that environment. And it was, it just, it's examples of how, just how well our players represent the, um, not just British baseball, but, but Great Britain as a country and everything, all that's good with it. Whenever I spoke to them, I saw them in the lobby, they were just, you know, some of the friendliest guys I've met. Um, you know, when we came back um, after winning, they were just, you know, so friendly to us the whole week pretty much, uh, which was just, you know, really cool. Um, they wanted to like take photos with, uh, some of the GB hats on, take photos with us. Um, it was quite funny, really, because when we flew into Stockholm, we were waiting in the, the queue for passport control, and the, the Turkish guys came walking past us in the EU passport lane, and everyone was a little bit like, oh, look at these guys. You know, we're playing them, the Turkish. A little bit standoffish for a, a couple minutes, I'd say. But, you know, as soon as we got talking to them, all just really nice guys. Um, so I thought that was a little funny, but yeah, Turkish team, absolutely great all week. So really, you know, congrats to them for getting their first win. After we, right after we got back from winning the championship, we walked back into the hotel to get showered up and everything. But walking into the lobby, we see the Turkish team and they were con congratulating us like Coach Rodriguez was saying. But one thing that was really awesome to me was not even the fact – it wasn't even one of the things they were doing to congratulate us, but it was just really cool that it was that those guys 
Turkish U18s first time playing in a international tournament. And so you could tell how excited they were and how excited they were to have a win, the first one in program history. And then also one of their players was walking around getting all of the guys on our team to sign a ball just and you could just see in his eyes and with the way he was acting how proud of him and his buddies and his teammates that he was and just just adding on to what Max and coach Rodriguez were saying they were just they were really nice guys and it was awesome to get to interact with them so the next day brought on the the host the, the Swedish team uh, it didn't quite go GB's way it was a 10 to 2 defeat what what are your thoughts on on that on, on that day that was a it was a weird game um for us uh, i think tucker mentioned it earlier we definitely felt like the game was a lot closer than the scoreline said um but you know afterwards we spoke as a team and uh, some guys you know were pretty upset pretty angry obviously it was a big game a lot of people there watching a lot of swedish fans it was you know one of the best atmospheres i've played in ever so definitely some guys were feeling pretty upset i know myself i was annoyed that we lost annoyed with myself for a couple of things that happened in the game but um you know afterwards we pretty quickly realized that the the energy and the occasion kind of just got to us too much um i don't know how easy it is to tell watching on a live stream whatever but we were just really loud hyped up from the get-go and we just couldn't hold on to it um and so that really ties back into what Gerald was saying about maintaining, which was kind of the theme for us. So we all kind of understood after that that we we let go of that a bit. We we failed to maintain um, and keep our keep our performance solid, consistent throughout. So we were pretty pretty pissed off initially, but you know soon after we realised that actually it was a pretty simple fix for us. That as a team we had everything to beat those guys. And it was just about the way we set out and doing it, the energy we brought to the game, um, you know, the energy we brought to the dugout. And, you know, we saw that as soon as we changed that for the rest of the week, you know, we played the way that we were able to play, got the results that we were able to get. Um, so that game, frustrating, definitely. Um, but it was actually huge for us in terms of getting ourselves on the right track to win the rest of the games we had, win the tournament. So, yeah, I think it was actually, in the grand scheme of things, you don't want to say losing a game is a good thing, but it definitely taught us some pretty valuable lessons. As captain, what, what sort of thing did you say to the players to, to pick them up after that victory? You said there's a lot of annoyed players. How did you um, handle the situation? I think, for me, the main kind of, the main thing was just letting guys know that in the grand scheme of things, that game was not really a big deal. If you want to win the tournament, you've got to be able to go and win three games in a row. And we were good enough to do that. So just letting guys know that, that game is not the end of the world. But also following on, I think I really felt it was important to make sure that we did kind of keep the energy consistent and maintain it. Um, so just, you know, for the rest of the week, keeping guys on the same that same level, stopping the energy, getting too crazy in the dugout because there were times where it went way too far against Sweden. So just keeping that consistent, keeping the team just on that right 
level was something I felt really important. And it obviously, you know, was a big help to us the rest of the week. I thought Max and Matt did a great job of just telling all of us that, well, and the coaches, they just, they all really stressed the fact that we got too hype and too rowdy at certain points in that game. And it was just, we let the moment get to us, just like Max was saying. We let the moment, we let the fans, we let whatever they were saying, just all of it got in our heads. And we let it get to us, and that hurt the outcome of that game. But also, I mean, honestly, another thing adding on to what you said about that game being closer than it really seemed, or it seemed closer than it really was, was just we. I felt like there was a bunch of things that happened in that game that could have gone either way, different moments we didn't have. I mean, I know I came up. I was annoyed with myself because I came up a couple times where if I find a way to make something happen at the plate, then that could totally change the momentum. And so that was one – that was the main game that I was really annoyed afterwards. But then just we knew that because there was certain moments, there was probably 20 different times where if one thing goes our way, then that game's totally different. The score is totally different. The outcome is totally different. And so that was one thing that really helped us for the rest of the tournament because it wasn't like they just put it on us the whole game and it, we did, it wasn't like we had no chance the whole game. We knew that we had a chance the entire game because, like I was saying earlier, the game of baseball, stuff happens. And – that came because a couple things didn't go our way, then it ended up being a 10-2 loss. But if those couple things would have gone our way, it could have been a 3-2 loss. It could have been a 2-1 win for us. It's, that's just the awesome thing about baseball. And so that's what we all knew. And everybody, the coaches, were really drilling that into our brains. And we just – we knew that – we, ha- we had a great chance of beating them the next time as long as we took care of business and were able to beat Switzerland and Poland the games after. And that's what we did. And then we ended up putting it on them the next time we played them. And so it was, it was great. Oh, man, these guys were amazing. So many stories about how they're high character. And oh, mm. it, was, it was insane. Cool. But, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so the bounce back then came against the, the Swiss, which you, you won 14-3. Uh, took a draw to talk us through that game. It was just we came into it. We were hungry to keep winning and get another get back on the right track. Obviously, uh, after that loss to Sweden, and so we came into it. We were excited. We weren't down like sometimes after you after a big loss. Sometimes you come back the next game and you're a little bit down, a little bit lackadaisical. No, we were ready to go. We rested hard. We got our mitochondria right. We ate good, and we were prepared, and we were ready for that game. And so we came in. I can't remember if we were the home or away team, but I do remember the first inning that they hit. Their leadoff batter got on, and he ended up scoring that first inning. And I think it was either like that either tied it up one-to-one or it put them ahead one nothing. 
I can't really remember for sure, but it was, it was a big moment. And so obviously it was very intense. It was, we were still, we weren't worried, but it was very intense. It started getting, we knew that we had to, we had to get everything together and that's exactly what we did. We kept getting everything together. We kept putting runs on them and taking what they gave us, taking the walks, taking the hit by pitches and everything. And so it was, it was great. It was a great win. And, um, it's a great team win. I'm, Oh, and Simon, Simon pitched that game, right? Okay. Yes. And when you have a guy on the mound that's going in and throwing strikes, getting outs, not having super long innings, even though that guy scored in the first, it's still, it helped our momentum. It helped just everything because momentum is such a huge thing in baseball and it just helped the momentum, even though they scored that run. He got back at it, kept throwing strikes, kept getting outs, and just kept dominating. And so that was a really big thing that he was able to do. Just he threw a great game for us that day, and that was really big. Tucker mentioned getting hit by pitches in that uh, Swiss game. I think that was actually a way bigger thing for us than maybe it appears. You know, it was a – thing for us throughout training. Um, you know, Tucker's dad, Coach Stockman, in the cages with front toss, he would flip balls straight at us, make sure guys were ready to take a pitch for the team, get on base. Um, and we had, I don't even know how many hit by pitches that game. I think we had four in a row, maybe. Um, I got hit twice by the same guy in about two pitches. And, you know, that evening back at the hotel, I think we scored 14 runs that game or something. Um, we demolished those guys. And uh, yeah. the number of people that came up to me and were like, you got hit by two pitches. That that was the coolest thing. That was the best bit. And I was like, I, I got hit by a pitch. He threw it at me. You know, guys went out and hit doubles, whatever. But the hit by pitches, I think something about that really got us, got us really going, you know, set the team on the right path. You know, just like if they throw at us, we'll get hit. We'll take our runs. Um, something about that. I think most of the guys would agree was just a really big, big moment for the team there, that one inning. Yeah, uh, just to add on that, um, we started saying, I don't know where it came from. It might have been Coach Cramman, maybe, but we started uh, yelling out, win the header, Um, (laughs) just relating it with football. Like it's the same type thing. It's uh, taking that hit by pitch. It's just doing something really small in the game that plays that plays big, um, that that takes a bit of toughness, a bit of grit and determination. And, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be fearless. So, um, we kept yelling out, we started yelling it out, win the header, win the header. And yeah, we took like five hit by pitches that game turned into a bunch of runs and then we'll get into the final later, but Tucker, how did you lead off the final? Oh, two strike hit by pitch. So it, it became a part of our really quick. It became a part of our offense. Win the header, win the header, gents, and they bought into it. And it's not an easy thing to buy into. No. Nobody wants to get hit by a ball going eighty miles an hour, you know. So um, hats off to the guys. So that the final game of the, the the one to make it three in a row was the the thirteen three win against against Poland. There was a lot of confidence going into that game. Definitely coming off the Swiss game, um, you know, guys were really up for it. It was just a weird game. Um, we had a massive hour and a half rain delay mm-hmm. um, pretty early on. You know, we had Jack McCarthy out there who pitched unbelievably all week. Um, yeah, it was fantastic, really. 
he was just rolling again in that game. Um, and then the rain comes pretty heavy. And we ended up spending about 45 minutes out on the field with the Polish team working together to get the field cleared, which is something I've never really experienced or seen before. Um, you know, guys getting out like cans, water bottles, whatever, filling up the puddles, getting them off the field. But I think the, the best bit about that was, you know, we a little slow off the mark coming back off the rain delay, but we picked up in gear by the end. Um, we put up nine runs in the inning. Um, I'll let Tucker get on to his, you know, his big moment there. But we really just kind of came out of that. Jack came out after sitting for an hour and a half and just blew them away again. Um, you know, he, every time he's out there, gave us such a help in winning games. Um, so that game, yeah, I'd say the rain delay made it a weird game for sure, but we just kept on, you know, our path and did exactly what we set out to do scored, you know, a load more runs again, um, let up a couple in the last inning. But yeah, that was just, I think us really getting in, getting in the zone, getting in the right mindset and just kind of blowing guys away. Um, almost, I wouldn't say with ease, but as if, you know, we'd done it before, it felt comfortable, I'd say. That inning, we scored nine runs. They walked a lot of our guys. We were taking the walks just the same way as we took the hit-by-pitches and the walks in the Switzerland game. We did a great job of that, just taking what they gave us. And so they had just walked in the first run of that inning, and it was bases loaded. I was coming up, and I knew that I wasn't just – I knew that he was going to try and get ahead try and get ahead with a fastball and just get back in the zone, throw some more strikes. And so I was just prepared and I was ready. And then I think it was the second pitch of the at-bat. He threw me one and I knew I saw it out of the hand. I knew it was a great pitch and I hit it. But honestly, off the bat, I did not really think that I got it enough to get out of there. I thought it was just going to be a sack fly to the left fielder. I knew it was going to be deep, but I didn't think it was enough. And so I, out of the box, I was sprinting just in case it got over his head. It was maybe going to be a double. And then I look up, I see the umpire put up his finger. And so that was that was pretty exhilarating, very exciting to because it's still we weren't really we hadn't busted it open yet. The game wasn't out of hand. Yeah, it was still a pretty close game. And so hitting that right there. I knew that that kind of put the nail in the coffin. And especially when we put up some more runs after that, that really helped it out and just helped us have confidence going into the bottom of the seventh, knowing that we could just get in there, throw strikes, make them hit it, and win that game. It's definitely fun watching Tucker Stockman or writing his name at the top of the lineup because that's our leadoff hitter. And uh, you missed the cycle by a single, Tucker. You hit a double, triple, and a home run in that game. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So um, it's nice to see that. As Max said, that was kind of the moment in the tournament where it started. It stopped becoming like, oh, wow, look what we can do. And more like, this is what we do, you know, where, where this is like our style and yeah. this is our standard which was amazing. And it, it was a great, it's a great leadership quality for Max to have that and see it and, and hold the team to that standard. 
And then the rain delay was massive. I got to give a shout out to our athletic trainer, Alan Dean, one of the best in the business. Um, Jack McCarthy was absolutely cruising. I mean, it was perfect. We had scratched out a four nothing lead, getting real scrappy. We knew Poland was going to be tough. They're like men. They were tough. Okay. And then all of a sudden a cloud comes out of nowhere and just wipes us out. And it was still sunlight. It was crazy. Just wiped us out for an hour and a half. So we were like, man, what do we do? Alan Dean takes Jack McCarthy. He's like, I got him. Don't worry. Does make sure he's moving around the right way. Make sure he, he stays ready because an hour and a half, usually starting pitcher is done. Yeah. But we couldn't, I mean, this was, this was a big game. So Alan Dean kept Jack McCarthy ready and hot so that he can come and finish that game. On top of that, he made sure our guys, our, our players were getting ready at the right time as well so that we can come out with energy. And I think it showed at the, the second half of that game after the rain delay, our guys were just moving at a different speed, playing at another level. And uh, Poland didn't come out of their dugout the same way. So shout out, guys. Shout out to Dino. Well done, sir. Excellent. And that takes us to the final against uh, Sweden. Was there any sort of dark cloud about the defeat heading into this game? Was was anybody worried at all? Or... We knew we had it in us. Um, there was no dark cloud there. And, you know, like we said, we we knew where we went wrong in the first game uh, and it was nothing to do with the, the skill level um, between the two teams. It was just a mindset thing. So I think we all felt we had it pretty figured out um, at least from my perspective, in terms of the mental side of things. And so it was just a case of going out and performing like we knew we could. So I think we we were, I'd say, probably quietly confident going into that game. Honestly, in my head, and I told a few of the guys, I was like, we're better than Sweden. It didn't seem like it that first time, that first matchup with them. But I just knew it because the way – I mean, honestly, we kind of gave them that game with walks, which it didn't didn't help with what was going on. But besides that, we kind of gave them that game. And so I knew that if we came in there, we threw strikes, hit the ball, or had quality at bats, just found a way to get on base, I knew if we did both of those things, we would win that game. And I knew I knew it wouldn't be easy because it's in their home country – they were a very good team, but I knew that we were a better team, but I also knew it would be a dogfight. Yeah, well, um, some great words from the coaching staff. Uh, from um, First off, after the first game, our hitting coach, uh, Jonathan Cramman, said these words that I think resonated with the team. An angry boxer gets knocked out. And that's what happened the first time we played Sweden. We came out with like this anger, like – they're the host country. We, we, we just came out angry and that wasn't our energy. That's not how we prepped. So coach Cramman gave us that, those words of wisdom. They took on to that throughout the week. And then our pitching coach, coach uh, Chris Bopanek um, told us that, um, that he told the guys and it even, it even gave me confidence that it's going to be really, really tough to beat us twice and to beat us twice in a short tournament like that is going to be very, very difficult. Um, so we are actually in a better position right now, um, just having to split with them and that kind of, I mean, I'm sure it helped the team. It definitely helped me like, Oh yeah, you're right. We're pretty good. And it will be difficult to beat us twice. And then as a manager in my head, knowing that we had Tommy Flaherty starting that game, who's been, you know, no, no, I'm not sliding anybody, but he's been the most successful under 18 pitcher uh, in the NBL the last two years for sure. 
And then we had, we knew we had Tucker Stockman available in the bullpen along with a bunch of other arms that were fresh. Um, I felt very confident that we were in the right state of mind and that we had it all set up to make a run at that thing. And it was going to be really difficult for Sweden to beat us. And and again, congratulations on, on the tournament uh, win. With the, the tournament in RTA, you must have made some fantastic memories. Um, do you want to talk us through some of your favourite moments, uh, some of your favourite memories from, from that weekend in Sweden? On the field, honestly, my favourite moment was leading off that game, the championship game, getting down 0-2 early, but then right after that, getting hit by pitch and just leading off that game, getting on base, finding a way to get on. That was honestly my most, my favorite moment of the tournament on the field for myself. And then off the field was just the meetings that we had after the, um, after the Turkey game and then after the Swedish game or the Sweden game, we had meetings in a conference room to just talk and talk about pitching, hitting mindset, going into it. And one thing that really helped me after the Turkey game, it didn't help immediately, but it ended up sticking and I really knew what it meant and figured it out was when coach Rodriguez to us about flow state and how the best in the world at everything they achieve a flow state. And when they achieve that is when the challenge level is high and they also have a very high skill level and they meet the challenge level with their skill and don't overreact. Don't overthink. Don't underthink. They just go and play and perform the way they, they can. And so that was one of my favorite moments off the field. Uh, for me on the field, uh, I love getting hit by pitches. So getting hit twice in the game was a lot of fun for me. Um, but probably in the final, uh, I think it was my first at bat. Uh, I got a bunt sign from Coach Crowman, third base, and put down probably one of the best bunts I've ever put down. Um, got to reach first base. Um, my first hit at the tournament, actually. Um, just, I wouldn't say I got unlucky, but I just couldn't quite figure things out at the plate for a few games. So to get my first hit there, it's just, you know, one of the best feelings I've had in a baseball field. So that was awesome for me. And then uh, off the field, it's hard to say because um, we had just a lot of good memories. You know, we had our theme kind of dinner nights, whole team bonding. But I think just the half an hour after that championship game, um, just the kind of the energy and the atmosphere was something I've never experienced before. Um, you know, going up and collecting a trophy on behalf of my team was probably one of the best experiences of my life. You know, maybe the best. You know, just kind of everyone taking photos. Um, the, just kind of the the energy afterwards was, you know, unbelievable. So for me, that's probably just that whole time off the game was yeah, my definitely my favorite memory. Of. Watching you guys experience that, Max and Tucker and and the rest of the the other eighteen players who were part of that roster <clears throat> has to. I mean, that's up there for me. Um, watching, you know, you guys carry around Lewis Dean. Uh, watching you do the victory lap on the warning track uh, with the British flag. Uh, our, our hotel was about a 20 minute walk from the field. And every single day we walked to and from the field with the British flag in front playing music. Those moments 
walking behind that group and just watching you guys walking to go represent your country on a baseball field. Um, I mean, it's, it's, there are some, there's surreal moments definitely, but they're ones that I cherish those small moments, um, watching you guys on the field, watching Max get that bunt down. Um, obviously Tucker just going off at the leadoff spot, watching guys like Ben Sproler who have been fighting it this year and, and, um, working hard in the NBL to, to kind of get traction, get his feet, gets a start game one against Turkey, never looks back. He had like 500 for the tournament, which just absolutely went off throwing guys out from the outfield, watching, watching those guys rise to the occasion. Um, guys who we've spent a lot of tough Sundays with over the last two, three years in the NBL, um, watching, I mean, watching the guys get into their roles. We talk about the nine guys who are on the field, but the guys who were in the dugout playing such an important role, being positive, everybody wants to play in those games. And a lot of the time, those guys, they, they, they were hurt, um, that they weren't starting and they weren't getting those at bats, but to watch them fight through that, put everything aside and just be there for the team and stay on track and stay on message and hold on to the rope. Mike, it was, it was the most, some of the most unbelievable stuff I've ever seen on a baseball field, um, off the field, some really, really good memories. Um, after our second day at Farnham park, we all got into, we all packed into vans and went into Windsor castle and cause it's right down the road kind of. And, uh, we sat in front of Windsor Castle and we sat in a big circle and we talked about what it means to represent the country, what it means to play baseball re representing Great Britain and some of the answers that, that these guys came up with and some of the stories they shared um, made me emotional. And it was a great way. Um, we sang God Save the Queen in front of the in front of the castle um, for the first time as a team. And um, it, and and we gave out our hats. So it was the first time some of us wore GB hat. Um, that was a, that was a really good memory. Uh, I, I, I can't even, I, there's so much good stuff in there. I honestly, I can't even remember our footy night watching your dad, Tucker come to dinner, um, with a old school 1992 Plymouth Argyle home, home shirt with some random Cornish pasty logo on it. And he's like, yeah, my dad's, my dad's big, like just hearing those stories and, um, connecting with the guys in, in those um, in those moments were, uh, it, it was everything for me. So, um, yeah, it, just to bring it home and to watch you carry that trophy, Max, be the first person to hold that trophy. Um, and it, you guys deserve every bit of it. You represented the country so well and watching it for 12 days or however long we were together. Um, that was enough that I'll carry that with me for the rest of my life. The night before the final, if there's enough time, I knew we were good. When I, from, we were supposed to be in the hotel at 10, we were supposed to be um, in bed by 11. So at 10 o'clock, I walked around the mall. There's a shopping mall right next to the hotel, walked around there and, and the lobby hotel for an hour, looking for guys running around, messing around, being unfocused. Couldn't find anybody, but two guys, Simon Kaswani and Dan Moran. And they were both in the lobby teaching the Turkish pitchers how to throw curveballs and change-ups. And when I saw that, I said, our guys are in the right place. They're focused and their hearts are, and they're giving, you know, they're giving back to the game. That's a very dangerous place to be. Perfect. And what better way to end the, the show than right now. <laughs>